My name is Matt Brown. And let's start the show. Girl, you so much more vexing, keep me floating. Check your email, got you a flight sheet, I ain't joking. Here's somewhere we can catch a tan and keep you soaking. I'm walking with your pretty ass, you got me boasting, yeah, yeah. I won't sweat it, gotta want it as bad as me. To get my time, you gotta reciprocate my energy. Then you can hold my secrets, baby, like a SD. Don't play your X games, I'm advanced, it's a SPI. Just not practice, say So fuck what they said, yo. I work too hard to be your boss. Can't do what they said. Don't do movements. Let's talk or we do more and we say less, bro. It ain't no money, it ain't worth my while. She wanna be my girlfriend for a lifetime, like Tony Child. I said, blue faces. What's going on, everybody? Nice to have you with us. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Oh, man, I'm so happy to have you all with us today. It is Monday, March 8th, 2021. I'm excited because tomorrow my dad gets his first dose of the COVID-19 vaccination. I believe it's Pfizer. And... With I'm so proud of my dad for stepping up and getting a vaccination and doing his part to help stop the spread. I am looking forward to getting the shot in in May. It looks like it's going to be May here in the state of Connecticut where we are recording. And yeah, I just am excited to see these numbers go down. Thank you to science. Thank you to our healthcare workers for helping us push this battle through. And before we know it, a normal life will be back with us. I just want to remind you all that to check out all exclusive content regarding this podcast, check out the Productive Conversations Podcast.com website and see all our podcasts there, all our videos there, every single profile of all the guests that have come on. You could check out my blogs that I've written. I'm going to have one up really soon before we know it. 
You can see my resume there as well. And, and everything you want to know about the show is on the Productive Conversations website. Again, go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com and check out all the great things we have to offer. And another thing we have to offer is a merchandise store. Either check the episode description below on all podcasting platforms or check the episode description on the YouTube page or go to ProductiveConversations.com slash merchandise and check out the amazing store that we have with all our merchandise thanks to our friends at Zazzle incredible apparel amazing office supplies great stationary equipment and stuff we got you know by stationary i mean like stickers and stuff like that we also have very great drinkware and comfortable hoodies and sweaters we have towels we have pillows we got it all and thanks to our friends at zazzle for making it possible again if you want to check out all the places to get our exclusive merchandise go to productiveconversations.com merchandise or check out the link in the episode description below on all podcasting platforms and youtube thank you zazzle for making it possible to have this store and check out the various promo codes on each item when you log in just type in the promo code at checkout and you could get exclusive and amazing merchandise for a cheaper price also want to remind you all to check us out on all social media platforms go to instagram at productive conversations podcast go to twitter at prod convo pod go to tiktok at productive conversations and we have amazing content spread out on all social media platforms and don't forget to like and subscribe to the productive conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and youtube and i encourage you to write a review and be open and honest. So today's show is a really special one. Another classic, another great time in the world and medium of podcasting. Why is that? Because I have the up-and-coming duo, rap duo, known as the company on the Productive Conversations podcast. Rappers Alex King and Fame will make up the company. These two are amazing and incredibly talented rappers and musicians. Their music videos are insanely well-produced. All their tracks are well-produced. And their newest album, Less Talk, is now available on their website, TheCompanyDNA.com. Again, that's TheCompanyDNA.com, D-A-CompanyDNA.com. Buy their album, support these up-and-coming artists, and I guarantee you they will be huge names. They are that talented, again, with their production value, with their lyrics, with their rhyming and flow. These guys know how to entertain. We heard some of their tracks in the intro, and that intro song is Focus. Seriously, also check out that video on YouTube. Go to YouTube and type in Focus focused a company incredible stuff and then the song leading into this portion of the conversation was blue faces both songs off this their incredible album let's talk plus we will feature the links to the company.com's website and that website is the company dna.com purchase it support these guys and you will not regret it. Again, I guarantee you, they will be household names before we know it. They are that talented. So let's get right to it. I am so fortunate to say, come on the Productive Conversations podcast, the next big thing in rap. The company, it's your turn. Let's go. And I just wanted to say, the song we're about to play quickly is Coldest Nights off their album, Let's Talk. Don't forget to check it out. The company DNA.com and purchase the album for $10. Now let's learn about these guys. Here we go. We wasn't living right. 
Creep it was cold as ice Water could freeze the bite Those were the coldest nights Put my hands together, praise to the Lord That he could change my life Those were the coldest nights Those were the coldest nights We wasn't living right Creep it was cold as ice Water could freeze the bite Those were the coldest nights Put my hands together, praise to the Lord That he could change my life Those were the coldest nights Those were the coldest nights Hustle low till we rise, yeah Ain't no skein on the grind, yeah One crib, five guys Tryna find space to free our own minds, yeah You wanna live life in my shoes, I swear If you did it, you probably would die, yeah If one of us eating, we all eating That's the only way to split the pies, yeah I make it sound sweet, like some DJ When I write these songs and I make it shit beat With some reverb, I've been stressing and blacking my blessings I'm trying to find ways to make it disperse I rap and I sing on these perfect 16s That mean that I'm well-versed, yeah I'm spending my days in meditation Running my thoughts back then I got jammed up when I drove too fast Just learned how to step back, man I told my dogs, let's move Siamese The same I said Getting them and answering these ain't my checks Swearing in the morning in this bitch, I bet You won't hesitate to give me my respect Soon as I reach best Level up, heating up, hit me, hit the kettle up Then my old chick really trying to level up This that new guy flow with the devil up No way I'm moving, mom's gon' hate me for she love me again Cause this vision I got so sacred, can't nobody get in We wasn't living right, crib it was cold as ice Water could freeze the bite, those were the coldest nights Put my hands together, praise to the Lord, that he could change my life Those were the coldest nights, those were the coldest nights I'm back in my zone now, not letting all these people stop me I'm on my own now, I got it if no one else got me Like can't nothing shock me yeah. I'm getting cold now, baby I'm getting so cold now, baby I'm Look, getting so Man, I've been patient, sending out these applications Got these bills piling up And the house looking vacant We have another classic episode on the Productive Conversations podcast And why is that? Because I guarantee you, I have Two of the biggest rising stars in the hip-hop and rap game. And I'm not just saying that the Brown, Stowe, Brown knows. I'm saying that because of their genuine talent, both on their stage presence, both with their rhymes, both with their flow and their production value. So I have the stair climbers themselves. <laughs> Alex King and Famo, the two members of the company, New York City's best rap group right now. What's going on, Famo and Alex? Thank you for joining us. A hell of an intro. That's the best intro I had. Yo, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I need you to open me. I need you to open. Hell of an intro. (laughs) I'm always open for any opportunities. Just speaking the truth. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. Thank you. So, man, how we doing? We just started off. What's going on in the lives of Famo and Alex? Uh, Man, you want to no, you go, you go, you go. All right, for sure. Yeah, we just we in the middle of um of album mode, dropping the album, mm-hmm. you know, on press runs, um, you know, reaching out direct to consumer. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, we're stairs climbers. So every time we go up one stair, we got a lot to do. You feel me? It's not like we just on the escalator going the way up, on the elevator on the way up. Every every single step that we climb, that's us actually doing something. So that's what we're doing right now, pushing less talk. All right. And what's going on with you, Alex? How are we doing? Oh, man, taking it a day at a time. And, you know, I'm not I'm not competing with anyone. I'm just literally just trying to be better than who I was yesterday and just progressing, just putting one foot in front of the other. That's less talk and just putting the other foot in front. I love it. I love it. And 
one thing Famo did mention and what brings us here today, not only to have a productive conversations podcast to catch up with me and Alex originally met each other through working at MTV. Now my new friend Famo right here as we enhance our collaboration and networking opportunities and just being around creative people, but they have a new album, the less talk album, their second album, Don, the company.com. And you could get that album straight from their website and it'll be on all streaming platforms very, very soon. So having companydna.com at the companydna.com. Excuse me. I'm sorry about that. So yes, the companydna.com. Check it out over there for their amazing content. And we're going to get to know these guys a little more. So having said all that, my first question here for us in the audience, Alex Afemo, tell me how you guys originally met. You want, you want to tell a story, bro? You like to tell the oh, story. <laughs> I, I don't like to tell a story. I used to uh, battle him every day and smoke him. This guy. No, no, no. We were, we were, we were both artists that came in early and uh, in this dorm room called M Dot at the uh, the world famous Howard University. Shout out to Kamala. Shout out to all the amazing alumni. Mm-hmm. And and that school right there, it puts you in a blender of creativity. You know, from alumni like Anthony Anderson, uh, Diddy, you know, Taraji P, and, and just countless others. Marlon Wayans. Mm-hmm. It, it it puts you in a blender of entertainers. And it basically is almost like an entertainment boot camp. I can't lie to you. People are out there, young Blacks are out there. They're starting their stores. They're starting their political careers. And they're starting their endeavors for tomorrow. The biggest entrepreneurs I've ever seen that are doing collaborations. I've just seen a kid that used to sell his clothing on the yard. Literally just ink a deal with clothing with the NBA for All-Star Weekend. Just like that. No, it, it, it was a long journey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but eight years. He just, yeah, he just drink, he just inked the deal with the NBA, and I remember he was begging people to vote, buy his clothes on the yard. So when you see that every day, it's that level of greatness that you know you can aspire to be. And I think me and him were coming in at the same time where we were both aspiring to be these artists coming from New York, coming from the same place. We didn't know each other at all, and um, magically, he was placed in front of my dorm room. His dorm room was there, and we weren't a group or anything at the time. He was doing his own solo music and I used to just, mm-hmm. uh, I think we kept running into each other at all of these shows. And I'm like, yo, you're pretty good. And he's like, yo, you're pretty good. Let's, let's start working on music together. And you know, long story short, the music was amazing. And we just never stopped making music since. But if he wants to battle, we can still get it. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like uh, we still got that, you know, that competitive Listen, that's when we make music, when we on shows, and that's what makes it that's what makes it fun, you feel me? I do, I do feel you guys. Look at that. I think there's there was some if we b- believe in, you know, what's meant to be will happen. You guys seemed were meant to be in those two dorm rooms. You mm. were meant to talk to each other and you were meant to create music. And you guys been around since 2013, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a nice solid eight years to keep grinding and here you are now. So guys meet in college, you know that, Hey, I like your vibe. He likes my vibe. We're both talented. What we do. So you said that was the early roots of the company being created. And I know you guys were originally called something else. So could you tell my audience your, what you guys were originally called and how that turned into the company? 
Well, this logo behind me, it says D on this side, A on that side. That's what we used to be called, DNA. Um, you know, real simple, Derek and Alex. Um, <laughs> and and it's actually, it's actually kind of crazy because just to like extend that story that Alex told, like when we first linked up, it wasn't really to be in a group. It was to win a competition, right? Um, Howard had this like competition that they do every year called How It's, Hot, How it's Hottest. Mm-hmm. And um, we were like, yo, let's, let's make a song together, you know, and, and try to like perform it at the, at the competition. And we did that and, and it took off. People like would walk up to us singing that song, you know what I mean? And we were like, all right, maybe we should, maybe we should keep doing this. Um, but, you know, just to get back to the question, we used to be called DNA and um, in New York, there's, you know, there's a lot of artists there and there's, there's some artists who had similar name to us. So we wanted to really differentiate ourselves. Um, so there's no confusion. So we took the Derek and Alex, which is DNA and formed the company, Derek and Alex company, um, essentially. So Look at that's that. how we got, that's how we went from DNA to the company. That's why we kind of still keep that DNA on the, on like our socials, just so people can, you know, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I remember, you know? Yeah, of course, can't forget those. Not things. only that, to be honest with you, we changed the name, but the same thing is the same. DNA, the company, it's all genuinely about being you. And that's all it is. Like, I don't, I never wanted a name like Little little Alex. Well, that, that used to be my rap name when I was 12, Lil AK. But uh, I disingenuously always want to be in myself. And I think you're the only one with your DNA. Um, so even down to the name is to Derek and Alex, to Derek and Alex company. It's only us. We can only be ourselves. That's it. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. I see you. That seemed to be something that was naturally, that naturally came together. And we always have to believe the natural stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what people gravitate to because anything that's not natural, people are going to be able to see through that. And comb through that and fish through that. And then you're exposed. And it's hard to come back when you're exposed, you know? So it's easier for us to just be genuine, to do what's natural, to do just what seems effortless and not is not forced, you know? Because those is what relates to people. You feel me? Absolutely. There's a lot of people who want to start companies with their friends, you know? Start BNY company. Like, we <laughs> did the company. <laughs> Facts, though. You know... One question I have regarding that, you know, some people say it's hard to be in business with your friends. Some people don't even suggest not to do it. And, you know, just in particular with your guys case, why do you guys uh, defy that working eight years? Pretty confident they'll be as a fan of you guys. And I know is your fan base, the family. But how do you guys think you defeat that, you know, that cliche of not working with your friends, not working with family? But how come you guys mesh so well together with that? I, I tell him all the time, I'm not his friend. I'm his business partner. I really don't like him that way. So. I don't. I don't. You know, yeah. we, we argue all the time. And, and and that's the thing. In any uh, collaboration, if you're a creative that's trying to streamline anything and you're having a million thoughts and you want things to right now, just, you know, a million thoughts in your mind come out. It's harder when you're in a group and you got to kind of humble yourself. It's something that I, I've been working on for a long time and, and, and humbling myself because now there's a, a 50% of this conglomerate that also has a say-so if this is good or not. And sometimes mm-hmm. you hate it, but it's also being able to, to put your pride to the side and be like, you know, it, it might be better with that. You might have thought it was the hottest shit in the world, 
and somebody might have to be there in your ear like, yeah, that shit's kind of whack, bro. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is. I think that's <laughs> it's always about that honesty. And again, when we talked about the natural stuff and the genuine, sometimes it does. It just it just works. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, it's like to be blunt, it just works, whether in business and music and performing and we go sports. You could talk about any industry, really. It just sometimes things just work and uh, mm. don't take it for granted what it does. Yeah. So, yeah. guys. Finish up in Howard, go back to New York, and it goes, Alex, you're from Queens, family, you're from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So now that you guys know you got something here, can you talk to me about like some of the early writing process, some of the early songs you guys had um, before this album? For instance, some great songs I could suggest, whether it was Andalay or Used To or Switch Up. You guys also have a SoundCloud album known as A Little Taste of Success. Can you talk to me about some of those early collaborations up until getting ready for less talk. Yeah. I think, he did his research, huh? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> You're good. You're good. You're good. You're, you want some, uh, what, what's his Nardawai. name? Um, Nardawai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't hear that. What was that? Nardawai. You know, you- vibes. Nothing but, man. And better yet, I'm Matt Brown. So, hey, we're here, ah! the conversation. <laughs> Yeah, but like Yo, I said, even before that, this, that, I'm just a genuine fan. So that that might be the uh, that might be the the sound clip that you know how like Joe Rogan has his like sound clip for the show that that sound. Every Better time. yet, a Matt Brown like uh-huh. that might that might have been it. That was fire. That was good. That was you're making you're making my job easier, guys. Thank you, man. I just appreciate the energy with that. And you know, before this, like I said, just a genuine fan when me and Alex met at MTV and uh, just following ever since. But could you talk to me about like that early, you know, early production process, getting those songs together, and your first al- um, album and stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. That first album, I feel, from my perspective, was kind of easy to make, simply because there was zero pressure on us. We was in a space where we were living life every day. One day seemed like a month of life, literally. Not even joking. You know, just being in that atmosphere we were in in college with that that whole uh, microcosm of being at Howard. One day, I'm gonna say it again, one day of life felt like a month. So we had so many stories to tell. So every, all of the music was just journal entries. It was just, yo, this is what my day was like. This is what your day was like. Damn, that's crazy. Woo-woo. You know what I mean? So those were easy to make. And I feel like as far as sound goes, we were throwing a lot of things on the wall, trying to see what sticks, what people gravitate to the most, you know? So that was kind of easy for us. I feel that's when we were making Make Me Feel Good, which sounds completely different from pushing myself away in a certain ways, which sounds completely different from No, 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 which also sounds completely different from Roses at Your Funeral. You know what I mean? Like, all of those songs are completely different, which, and they were all, like, early stages of our, of our like, music production career together as the company, right? So, if that answers your question, yeah, I feel like that was the process. It was a little bit easy. We were throwing paint on the walls, trying to see what our sound was. And then once people, once we started getting the idea of what people like from us, that's when things started to get a little more focused. Um, we started taking our time with things like, okay, let's be a little more particular because this is what we know works. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. What do you have? What do you have anything to add to that, Alex? Um, I, I completely agree. I, 
I kind of sum it up to that was like our our freshman year or our rookie year in the in the league, mm-hmm. and we showed them we deserve to be on the floor, not on the bench. And we showed you everything in our arsenal we can do. We had songs on there that that had rock inspired songs. We had R and B songs. We had lyrical rap songs. We had trap songs. We were literally showing like I can do the one, two, three, or the four. And if you need me to be the five, I'll still dunk the shit out of it. And I think that's how we can sum it up to. It was just an amazing display of everything we can do. And and I think it was the catalyst to let us know. And from the response of the whole school and the community, because we went on a, a national tour after that, like, yo, we deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really finding your voice and finding your brand and figure out who you are because you want to stick out. Because, you know, anyone, I mean, not anyone, but, you know, like, Lots of people have aspirations to perform and make music, but it seems that you guys were really trying to find what DNA now the company really was and what makes you stick out from all these other people trying to have SoundCloud tracks and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, really putting boots to the ground. Like we thought just, just dropping music at a point and, and sharing your link out and putting a picture on Instagram was enough at a point. And, and I think during that rookie year, we learned you also got to have your jumper ready. And, and within saying, that means we had to go out and there would be times we would do three, four shows in a day. We would yeah. go state to state and have to make it back to class in the morning. Like God, God knows how hard it was. We got out of there and, and, and we finally figured out a system to graduate and balance yeah. <laughs> musicians. But, um, a lot of it was that was the best place that we could ever be as artists to go through this rap camp, to go through uh, 12,000 kids out of school, all trying to do entertainment, rap, music, uh, whether it be TV or anything. So you could go and do an interview with somebody that was starting their own show. You could go to somebody that was starting their own event company. Company. You can go collaborate with somebody who was doing clothing. It was a microcosm world to get you ready for the real world. So when we out here and we finally left, we just realized, yo, we just took over that world. In this real world, it's the same thing, just bigger. Imagine mm-hmm. what we could do. It's this, and then, and I, I'm starting to realize, like, even some of those relationships that we formed there, those, like Alex said when we started this interview, those people who were starting their companies, those people who were starting those event companies, those people who were starting those PR companies, those management firms, those studios, all of those things that people were starting is what they're running them on a large scale now. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just a matter of like maintaining those relationships and tapping in and make sure we do our part so that like, you know, it makes sense. Cause yeah, at the end of the day, not, nothing is a favor. You know what I mean? It has to just make sense. That's why we don't burn bridges. That's why we keep the best relationships possible. And that's why we remember to stay in touch with people who, you know, we grew up with and had great and see and planted the seeds with, because that's how, you know, you could generally trust them for one. And yep. two, you that's just the way that's just the way it goes because you guys can know where you come from. You know, the heart heartaches and all that. And I really admire that. And I know what you I exactly know what you feel with my podcast. I thought it also was you just post on Instagram. But no, it's all about creating other social media platforms, putting it on Twitter, creating a TikTok, creating the video highlights, uh, spreading the word, having various guests from all over but we just do it naturally and do it for fun. And that's just how you, we're brand creators and mm-hmm. we have to know that 
if it was easy, everybody would do it, but we have to keep pushing it, especially for the brand most of all, and can't forget it and and be patient with it. Yeah. Everybody says they want to do it, Matt. Very seldom and very few want to throw up a hundred or to a thousand shots in the backyard at night before they go to sleep. But it also depends what kind of player you're trying to be in the league. You know what I mean? Like it depends on the kind of player you're trying to be in the league in the sense of, and using that metaphor for music, and I'm gonna bring it back to the stairs climber connection, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's clear, and I, and if it's not clear, I'm gonna try to make it clear now, like what we're trying to do and accomplish as artists, right? And and in the independent lane, and just trying to hold integrity for artists. That's what the company represents, essentially. That's what we're looking to represent. You know what I mean? And we would have took the elevator if that wasn't our trajectory, if that's not where we planned on going, you know, but because we understand where we're trying to take it, what the responsibility and our purpose is, we understand that it requires us to take the stairs, you know, and that builds us to the strong, dominant player who has all his moves together, who has his eyes dotted and his T's crossed. Yeah, I think that's also you create a more genuine audience that respects you by doing it that way. I mean, there's plenty of people who've gotten various opportunities. There are people who are born on third base and second base and first, but we just have to remember what we're here for. And that's for our audience. That's especially for you guys to create music and tell stories and represent what various people are going through. So I really respect that and you realize you all both of you realizing that and pushing through you know for sure bro so what things to transition and you mentioned early days of the of dna then the company go on a national tour talk to me about your early your first gigs talk to me about your early gigs talk to me about what it was like to perform in front of various people and like where were those early gigs and was there any like crazy bizarre stories like i've had stand-up comedians talk to me about getting heckled really bad and almost starting fights with people i'm not saying that you guys are trying to start fights with the audience but i'm just saying did you guys see anything out of the ordinary was it a typical early gigs lots of uh ways to earn yourself and stuff like that is it like when prince opened up for the rolling stones it got booed off the stage type of shit we've had those we've had those and we've had not boot off the stage dramatically, but like we had in a situation where we were on a show, we we're doing a show, getting ready to perform, and someone let off some tear gas, and it was like, fuck, what? The whole like place just got empty when we were on stage, just looking <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy. Cheers. I feel like you know, and and that was one of the first times I. That's when I knew we were meant for this because that was one of the first times I felt really hurt by a performance. You get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, especially with the literal sense of having tear gas just to get your own safety. <laughs> and, but you also know that anything can happen. You just have to get that stage time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But on a more positive note, a, you could talk about some early performances. Um, I want to bring up that show in particular. I remember that moment uh, when the whole audience got tear gassed because. And what was this? Where was this? 
This was at Howard in the in the punch out in the lunchroom. And Shit. the crazy thing was we was promoting all day for this show. It was supposed to be a secret show. It was really hard as an artist at that time to promote your music because our school only wanted to focus on academics and no longer wanted to push the rhetoric of people wanted to be in entertainment. Yeah. So they completely stopped all social activity. And it's crazy. The guy who kind of runs the music game ended Howard's social activity, bro. I lie to you not. Drake came to Howard and literally ruined all social activity because his performance was that great. Is it worth it? His performance? Yeah, was his performance worth having the social game town? It was nuts. He came out. Uh, he came out. He did hell yeah, fucking right. I didn't even go to the school yet. Once yeah. I saw that, then nah, I need to go here. I, I, I remember you. Hey. I think I remember when we were at MTV. You showed that clip and he was rocking the red Howard. Uh, yes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, can't get any. Yeah, I got that. that sweater like maybe twenty minutes before stage. <laughs> but but just a fun fact about that. After he did that, it. It caused such a commotion at the school that the fire marshal of D.C. put a ban on Howard ever having that many people. That's why homecoming hasn't been that big since. Man. Um, and then and, and they put a social lock on. So even the students after that performance, it was so hard, bro. So hard to you couldn't do any music on the yard. That's where we all congregate. So that yeah. got shut then this got shut down. We couldn't do any shows. So when that finally happened and everybody got tear gas, it was like, damn, like we can't win. Yeah. That's, but that was the big push for us to go on that national tour. Um, we couldn't do anything there anymore. Yeah. So even after getting robbed like that, so it almost is like if you're a stand-up comedian, get bumped by the huge headliner and then you lose mm-hmm. your state. It's kind of like what you guys are. And you just found another place to, um, you just found another place to perform. So hitting on that national tour and the other places you've performed at, tell me, where are you, some of your guys' favorite place you've ever had a show uh, throughout your um, early career this? Man, there's so many. It's kind of crazy. Like, I have, I didn't even think it was that many until you asked that question. <laughs> um, we only can pick one? Each? Oh, you can pick multiple. Go crazy. Go crazy if you want. All right. I pay for these log zoom, so use uh, advantage. <laughs> I think um, for me, one of the first ones was uh, Knitting Factory. <clears throat> Our first Knitting Factory show. Because that was one of the first times where we came in and we like rented out of space and headlined it and and all of that, you know? And it was for me personally, I remember... I just got so lost in that performance. I jumped in the crowd, and started mosh pitting. Like I have that video to get your bread. It was it was crazy. It was one of like my Travis favorite. Scott almost. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was one of those was one of my favorite performances. Uh, I'm gonna let you go next. I am not trying to steal all of them. <laughs> um, for me, my favorite performance, um, or one of them, I would say the uh, the first one. And and I'm saying that because it wasn't the biggest, it wasn't the best, but it was the one that showed me the possibilities that it could happen. Um, and it happened all by accident, but in the right way. You know, we went to Brooklyn Fireproof in Williamsburg. We, we came home, we used to record at the studio around the corner. We used to pass this venue every day like, yo, 
well, well, let's just go inside and ask if they would like, you know, want to partner up and do a show. We go inside and we meet this lady and this lady is so nice, man. She's like, you, you know what? Yeah, come, it's no charge, no charge. Come bring hundreds of people. They're like, oh shit. All right, <laughs> no payment. It's like, no, uh-huh. come, right? So we come, we're promoting this show. It's during spring break at Howard. Our whole class goes to PCB, Panama City Beach. This is like mm-hmm. the biggest thing at that time. You know, you can't even go to PCB and drink on the beach anymore. It's illegal. Did you guys, so, did you guys cause that too? Nah. We <laughs> 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 caused some other shit though. <laughs> <laughs> but just, make, just make a long story short, um, you know, we're promoting this whole thing. So all the people from New York at Howard that aren't going on spring break come back to New York to come to this show we got a couple hundred people there. A lot of you not. Um, yeah. Rooms at, I'm talking about from the front to the back. I can't believe, I've been trying to look for this video for years. We have one of the biggest hosts at our school hosting the show. Izzy on the, Izzy on the mic. He doesn't host anymore. That I always forever have been grateful for him because he always pushed us. Like he always told us we was going to be big. We go, we do this thing. The room is completely packed out. Huge. This lady pulls us to the side. Like I got to shut this down. And we're like, what do you mean we got to shut this down? She was like, what, what is this? Mind you, we went through this whole day setting everything up. She goes, um, yeah, the person that booked you guys, actually her last day was Friday. We fired her and she must have did, did this despite us because there's a $500 safety deposit and a $150 an hour booking fee. Mind you, we're two college kids. We don't have that fucking type of money right yeah, now. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. Yeah. But that's my spring break budget. <laughs> but um, if that at the at the time, man, we just had that mouthpiece, and and I, I owed this to him in business. We just had that mouthpiece to kind of calm her down and say, "Look, I don't want to cause a problem in your establishment. We got two hundred people that paid their money to come here. You don't want them to come in here and fuck this shit up, right? You know." <laughs> but we come to a mutual agreement, and we we did a we did a slight payment with her. I think we did like. Uh, little $60 an hour, boom, 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 five hours. And and we made, on our first show ever, it showed us how important it is to have ownership of something. Our first show, show ever, we made a $1,000. We made $1,000 cash and was able to pay all our artists that performed, uh, paid for the venue. And it said, yo, we could do this on our own. Why do we need a middleman? And that's when Less Talk kind of came in our mind. Man, that's that's really motivating. And it shows that business really is a 24-7 game. Man, look at that. So what are the things? All right, we so we as we at this point, we're performing, we're starting to get a fan base, we're home. We make some other tracks are on SoundCloud. Before we get into Less Talk itself, I will, I'm just saying, I want to really know this because you've done this in particular before Less Talk. But you guys really make some very high quality music videos. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really well produced, shot well, light lit well, some great cinematography for my film, my fellow film geeks who love it. Guys really tell stories and you make it entertaining and it looks really professional. Can you talk to me about the brand with creating music videos? And like I said, this was before this album and we've seen songs from this album with great videos, whether it's 30 for 30 or focus, but talk to me about your music video in particular. I think that's a really strong point that you guys do to promote your music is how well your um, well produced your videos are. So talk to me about that. 
I think the road to producing high quality videos for us was a really long one. <laughs> like for real, like to the point where even back in 2013, we were watching, we would spend hours watching Dom Kennedy videos, trying to figure mm-hmm. out how do we make it look like this on a low budget? How do we make, like, how do we find a, where do we find a, 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 a videographer who we can build a connection with, mm-hmm. you know, and when that was difficult to figure out, it was, all right, let's just shoot our own shit. You know what I mean? So even with that, I feel we learned more credit to, to A is when we stepped into production. You know what I mean? Like when we stepped into production and started actually working in production and learning the details because back then I just thought we, oh, I light a tool, bring a camera out, something, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but once we started realizing what it takes to create that Dom Kennedy video, mm-hmm. um, we started to implement that. And instead of making Dom Kennedy videos, I'm about to little, take a little bite off you. We made the company videos. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and that's what, and that's how we got to that big scale because we learned the ins and outs of production. We knew exactly what we wanted and we understood how to get it there. We just needed pieces to help us get it there. And, and we did it on our own. Most of our brand is about betting on ourselves. So we started the company uh, Strand Productions. All the videos yeah. you see, we produce on our on our own. And we have a, an amazing director that allows us, shout out to Toops, uh, Toops Productions, who allows us to to take these crazy ideas and visions and, and, and helps us bring us to life. But I, I think he'll even tell you, like, when I say we produce, we produce, we set up, we have food there. We will cast all the people. We'll, we'll have everything down to the call sheet, you know, we, we're not just artists showing up like, yo, uh, I got 50 hood niggas behind me. Let's, <laughs> let's just jump up and down in front of the camera with guns in the guns in the camera. Like that's not our brand. Like that's not our brand. Unless you want to play come outside. That's my brand. But, <laughs> even, uh, even a touch on that, right? Like my theory is even if we're going to do the video where it's 50 hood niggas and his mad guns, right? Mm-hmm. It needs to look like a feature film. Yeah. That's that's your strong point with your videos is right away is, yeah, it's, it's it's cinematic. I can honestly say that, like, it's just again, it's just a camera movement so well and, you know, bouncing around. And I mean, even if you're bouncing around, there's there's just real stories coming through your videos and they're just really great to watch. I just, yeah. you know, I commend anybody who wants to create content, especially what they got. I really do. But with that, you see. A lot of not so good stuff. You see more of those bouncing around. Um, people walk around their neighborhoods only just to create the same look. And a lot of people just borrowing from each other. But you, I would, wouldn't be surprised if you hit six figures on a budget. They're like, look like big budgeted music videos from like Lyrical Lemonade or, you know, mm-hmm. any Vimeo, any person who puts out a Vimeo, they're just so well done. I really commend you guys on that. And go to YouTube, check out the companies and look at all their videos. Please, please. And subscribe to the YouTube. Comment on every video. Like every video. Yes, sir. So uh, Notice that, you know, like, maybe a lot of people don't know. They When they see it, they notice, you know. But um, 
video and, and, and cinematography is a big part of our brand. And I think people are starting to put us synonymous with great visuals always. If we put out a bad video, they're like, what's going on? You guys all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, that's important. It, it's, it's that expecting of the high quality that you can produce. And it just matches so well with the actual production of, of your tracks and stuff. And yeah, I mean, that's what that's you have to be synonymous with that. Are you, were, you about to say something, Fimo? Yeah, I was going to say, like, for a long time, like, there was a gap in music where videos started taking a back burner, right? Like people weren't obsessed with putting out high quality, conceptualized, high budget videos like they do now in 2021, right? And honestly, if it wasn't for the baby, I feel like it wouldn't have- give him his flowers. Yeah, if it wasn't for the baby, I feel like a lot of people, us starting with us, we wouldn't have put that pressure on us to really up our game like that. And just paying attention and being a music fan, a lot of people in the industry are jacking him, are taking some of his styles and have pushed their music uh, video quality up based off of the kind of content that he was putting up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's whatever ways to get your audience to keep growing. Just make it in your own own sense, though. Again, you don't want to... You'll just say, oh, that's just someone copying the baby. You, you could go if you want to go crazy with six, nine videos. If you want to go Rebecca Black with Friday. I mean, mm-hmm. anyone can make that stuff like that. But you but what's great is, you know, this is a the company video. I, and I just really want for a long time. I've always wanted to say that. And again, check them out. Go to the company like and subscribe on YouTube and you'll be insanely entertained. So can I ask you a question. Do you yes. feel like you have our own video style? Your own video style? I would say yes. I could see when I watch a video, especially with the colors in particular, you have a lot of like very luscious and very like like a lot of blues and lavenders and um, having those little cameras in that way if you want to get real, you know, film nerdy on that. But I could tell when I'm watching a The Company video mm-hmm. and whether it's like your 30 for 30s, a lot of darker themes, but in the sense, but like really chill out um, and stuff like that. That's what I personally notice and see. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. So, and my personal favorite, even though it's an older one, I think it was Andale. Yeah. It just It was right in the parking garage. Was it a Mercedes? It was just some awesome sports car. Uh, Audi, uh, Audi. An Audi, Audi yeah. yeah, yeah. So, my boy Rowdy Mike, man. <laughs> I really like that one in particular. So, yeah, and like that one, like, again, it was a, uh, a little darker, but more sagey, um, more comforting feeling in that sense. Thank so. you, man. Thank you, man. That's what we, we we aim to produce. You know, the Steven Spielberg's the music. Please keep on doing it. Keep on doing it, and I know you guys will. So, while we talk about your new album, like I said, let's That's talk. Cool. You could check it out on the cup. Uh, you could talk it, check it out on. The company DNA.com. Yeah, you got it. And don't forget. You got to it somehow, but you got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and don't forget, they will be on streaming platforms very, very soon. But seriously, it is worth the investment with the nine great tracks and the skit they have here. So start the first thing I want to talk about with your album in particular. Tell me how the pandemic became a factor in producing this album. Uh, How did you maneuver with all the restrictions and everything going on to get this produced and released? 
I, I didn't. I sent my ass in bed. I had COVID. I, 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 <laughs> had COVID. Uh, I caught COVID during the, the most essential month of the project. Mm. It's when we're supposed to shoot uh come outside video. It's been on delay for a little while because every time we try to, to get back in and, and have that somebody catches COVID, that's essential to shooting this video. Um so we take the pandemic very seriously, especially after having it. And it caused major delays. This project's supposed yeah. to come out a million times. But this project, uh, we had a listening party a year ago. But when COVID came out, you know, I had a knee surgery. I had different things that was already plaguing me. And then when COVID came, it was like we kept thinking it was going to end. They, we just didn't know an end date. And the worst thing is to drop music and you can't tour. You can't do no shows. So that was COVID definitely played a major factor in, in this project, but I think it also played a, a major role in making this project become how good it is. We had so much time to focus on the skits, on the on the story, on on bringing the. You wouldn't have a come outside if COVID didn't happen. You wouldn't have had a. I had to. You wouldn't have had a always new. Okay, well, man, I'm sorry you had to go through that, Alex, but. We're really glad you made a recovery and bring us here to that. How was the, um, for you, FAMO, though, how was the process dealing with COVID on your end and all the production delays? And like I saw you photo shoot delays and creating video delays. How did you deal with this insane obstacle? Man, just kind of taking the punches on the chin, just like everybody else, because I was stuck in the unknown, just like everybody else. You like really think about it. I'm looking at the calendar right now. Um, we, this is around the time last year we found about, we found out about COVID. Yep. This is literally around the time. Right. And maybe like two weeks before this time we were just dropping focus. Right. And for us, that was supposed to be the lead single to let's talk. So within a couple of weeks, let's talk should have been rolling out, you know, but for us, it was like, let's wait out till COVID ends, you know, like in my head, I thought COVID was going to be done by June, June 2020. You know what I mean? And we in 2021, we're still in the middle of COVID. So it went from let's wait it out until it's over. And then to, and then it became, I don't think this is about to be over anytime soon. So we got to figure something else out, you know? And then now we have to go back to the drawing boards and um, re-strategize and redevelop ways to push music, create new music and just dealing with, people around you catching COVID and just trying to be safe. So you don't catch COVID. Like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Honestly, I feel like five to 10 years from now, these are going to be one of the, some of the most interesting stories to tell, like the younger generation, but I don't know how we did it. You know, it was just rolling with the punches. Like if all right, this comes up, well, what could we do? It's not like we could be like, yo, get out the hospital, come out of quarantine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was just rolling with the punches. There's not much we could do. <laughs> well, I mean, you did what you had to do. I commend yeah. both of you guys doing that. That's just how much you care about the brand and music that even with that, you still have something to produce and you have, a sh you have music to promote and, mm -hmm. Even with all that, you were still able to not let this bring you down. We did what we had to. That's what it is. And, you know, I talked to like my friend Dre on the show. The pandemic really made or break everyone. And 
we got some, even though it's just still horrible, it's very much a real thing. And we feel for all the people who are going through it and the families, members who sadly lost someone from it. But, you know, we still trust science. We thank our healthcare workers for getting us through this. And there is light at the end of the tunnel. And this. Hold on. Shout out, shout out to the healthcare workers. Absolutely, man. A shout out to them. I don't have a mayor to them, but, but I didn't pan, you know, I ain't had a pan or whatever. We're gonna make it work. <laughs> right, exactly. So as artists, we were walking on like a really thin line, especially as upcoming artists, you know, because for people who are already established, they have the luxury to chill during COVID. They have the luxury to be like, I'ma just chill. When this is over, I'm gonna go get my bag, drop some music. <laughs> Literally, right. You know what I mean? But for us. Imagine if we continue to say we'll wait COVID out. We would have lost a year. Yeah. Can't get that time back. Anything you're not even promised tomorrow with this too. You know, so we're now we're dancing on a thin line of how do we continue to drop music, promote, have direct to consumer, sell products in the middle of a pandemic where people have no jobs, are getting sick, don't want to hear music, losing family members. All of that, you know, like I lost, you know, like not even to bring here, like I lost like three family members at the end of last year. Sorry to hear that. For you. you know what I mean? Nah, no, nah, it's all good. I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, it's still like you got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to find ways to just cut through those those obstacles and, 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 and hit that hit that goal of yours. And I feel like that's what we was doing. And really do it for the culture. Do it for those for for. Uh, I mean, just do it for for. You have to do it for those who care, and that's what's great about your music, especially. It help, does help people get through some tough like this. That's why people really turn to artists, especially the worst of it, and still continue to. I mean, in any obstacle, we turn to artists to help us get through it and connect with it. So, thank you for not losing that drive to. They continue to do it for the audience and the culture. Yeah, man. Not just the audience. The audience is us. You know, we we, yeah. we use this we use this music therapeutically too to get to moments. So thank you. Oh yeah, that's what's great. That's what hits me with my medium. It's, it's I do it because I want to do it, and yeah. it's just a amazing added bonus for the audience that makes it possible. So <laughs> who could tell you shit, man? Nobody. Exactly. Only myself. Exactly. So. Let's. Let's talk. Yo, now let's hit let's hit let's talk. As you mentioned, as we said, it was quite the road to get this album created. Thank the good Lord and your guys drive for making it possible. So let's hit let's talk before we hit track by track as a whole. Not mentioned already. How do you feel about the album as a whole after the years putting into this now you're promoting it now you're starting to perform i saw last week on thursday you guys had your first performance you know getting out the rust but uh just happy to be in front of an audience and having more chances to be in front of audience but as a whole how do you guys just feel about your new album you can go you can go uh, i love the album i love the album like i am the thing is, for me and A, we've had this album for so long. Mm-hmm. 
outside of like maybe a few songs, we've had this album for so long. Like we've been like, like, like we've been holding on to this album, trying to figure out, should we drop it now? All right, let's wait till COVID's over. Nah, COVID's not about to be over. Let's drop it now. Nah, we can't drop it like this. We got to do like a 20, you got to do this rollout. We, like, I'm dying for people to hear this. <laughs> like for me, I think this is one, some of the, one of the best projects we've ever worked on. You know what I mean? Like, I love this album. I hear it and it's therapeutic for me. Like, even talking to you, I'm like, I had to. Those are, that's a song on the project. It still relates to real life. I always knew we would get here. You know what I mean? Like, Coldest Nights, we dealt with that. All of those things are real stories, real things that we overcame, you know, real journal entries. And I'm, I'm excited for people to hear it, man. Y'all gonna love it. And if y'all got it, you sleeping. Yeah. Uh, um, I love the way it. I really feel about the album, man, like, it's it's for all the people that, that walk up the stairs. It's for all the people that had the, the doors closed on them anywhere. And you had to make shit happen on your own. This album is for you. This album is the I had to. This is when you had to believe for yourself with the always new. And this is for the nights that didn't always seem like they was going to end, those coldest nights. And it, it, those stories are literally the stories of being PAs, being this, taking a chance and not traditionally saying, I want to be this, this, and this. That's the safe route. But saying, I'm betting on me this way. And your parents might, you know, think that you're fucking going crazy and be on your back every day. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's what Let's Talk is about. I can't talk about it. I'll show you, and you'll see that I was right the whole time. Let's talk. Out now. Let's talk. Let's hit that. Let's let's hit each track one by one. We start with 30 for 30. Got a, we have a music video to go along with it. We have, I, I believe, if, is, it's not, it's the, you know, I know it was Malcolm X, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, for a second that's, I thought it was for Rockon, but uh, just making sure. A lot of people are not going to get the same experience on streaming. Like, if you want the real experience of the project, you got to get it on exclusive. If not, then you know you won't be able to experience those the same way that you heard the project uh, exclusively. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Cool. So for yo, those, yo, Matt, yeah. Pardon my interruption. Oh, Earth, oh so yours is both our shows. Feel free. Ursula Burns is a woman, one of the most successful women black women in the world. And she said, she had a famous quote. I'm a paraphrase because I don't know the quote specifically, but she was saying that the only reason why people know my name is because when I walked in the room, I told them, mm -hmm. right? And, and I don't want people to like, just kind of brush past some of the things that me and A do, right? Those hats, on that table, we own that company. This project that the company is releasing, let's talk under that, we own that company. You know what I mean? Like we're wearing multiple hats. We're doing things that we're, we're, we're assuming responsibilities that other artists don't have to. They like, we don't have to do that. You know what I mean? We can just wear artist hats and decide to partner with another company. Yeah, we could decide to partner with a company for clothing. We could decide to partner with a label. We could decide to partner with a production company. But we decided to start those and build those on our own. You know what I mean? And I just want to say that because if I don't share that, no one's going to tell that story for us. I love that. I, I respect it. And yeah, let the message be heard. It's your brain. It's the company. 
No one owns it. You're your own boss. You know what you're here for and you keep pushing for it because it's the right thing to do. So that's what, and that's what I, that's what brings me as a fan. You know, you're not boiled down. You're not turning, you're not going to be um, cynical and you turn into print. Another Prince reference is the part, artist formerly known as Prince. You don't have to do, you don't have to deal with something like that because it's your guys with that. Do you have anything mm-hmm. else to add with that, Alex? Problem not. I think he hit the nail on the head, bro. Less talk. Less talk indeed. How now? Yes, sir. At the company DNA.com. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So talk to me about 30 for 30. Very, like I said, we start with Malcolm X. We have you guys talking in it for a hot second, especially hear Alex saying, turn it up. Brings me back when every you hear Jay-Z says that a lot of his tracks and stuff like that. But um talk to me about that. Why is that your opening track? What's the special meaning behind it? Why is it so aggressive and like in a good way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To be honest with you, that track came at the right time in the wrong way, in the sense of that track came out of uh literally getting a phone call in the middle of the night like yo um you want to go to the studio right now we only have two hours to do it it's a free session can you can you i'm like i haven't even heard the beat yet um you know y'all outside Derek pulls up he's with this uh producer his name is young forte we met him in somebody's living room uh maybe a year ago we were supposed to work on a project with somebody else and he's like yo what's the name young forte. yo uh, uh I'm, I'm going to the studio tonight but i only got it for two hours they owe me some studio time. We pull up, super sketchy. This guy comes, <laughs> comes, and we're just thinking he's a dude outside smoking weed. He's you're not talking to us or anything. And then he turns. He's like, "Yeah, here for the session." We're like, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah. <laughs> we, we go inside and facts though. <laughs> go inside and for the first five minutes is weird as fuck. Like, yo, is he? He's like, "Yo, do you know how to plug the mic?" And I'm like, "Nigga, you're the engineer. You're supposed to know that." <laughs> right but when he goes in um mind you we only have two hours to get this song mixed and recorded oh fuck so you only had we've like one take right beat. we've never heard the beat before you know songs sometimes for us could take weeks months years to be honest the pressure being on my back being on our backs i think brought out one of our best back and forth joints because we we haven't been under pressure like that we have one hour to record that song one hour to mix it and um that's how you got 30 for 30 and that's where you hear the aggressiveness and the energy it's like come on let's go we only you only got the sense of urgency that's why you, you hear that you know that's and that's a lot of that's not written a lot of that is literally just feeling y'all don't got no more hop on boom that's the first time we ever done that Man, you, I love that. You always hear of these great stories of all songs throughout that they only, whether they did it in one take. I heard Lose Yourselves, only the Eminem's first three verses all on the first take. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like similar stuff like that. You just have to, it's it's that opportunity that comes. You always got to be ready, be there, be square. Luck is when preparation and timing meet at the same time and just shows how talented you guys are. Thank you, man. Talk to me about Come Outside. We mentioned it. Before in the show, it seems that that was quite, quite a road to make that track possible. Talk to me about Come Outside. Uh, Come Outside was interesting. Come Outside was 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 really interesting. I remember I actually was about to leave town maybe like 
in like a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've been going back and forth to Houston pretty frequently during the quarantine. Cause and that's why you said that line in 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I noticed that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm back and forth to Houston pretty frequently. So I was getting ready to go back to Houston and, you know, anytime, like we're not about to be together for a little bit, we got to regroup. So, yeah, we at A's house. We trying to regroup. Um, and after that, we just started playing some beats. And how long did that song take? Maybe like 30 minutes. Like, it was like, y'all got this beat. I've been, yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally, like 30 minutes. I think I already, I think I already laid it. And then I played it for him. Like, I, I probably laid it right before you came. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know. I just heard it. And it just is like. Yeah. I, he, yeah, you had, you was rapping your verse. And then. And then he was like, he was rapping it to me. I'm like, nigga, just go record it. Like, go record it. So as he's recording it, I'm like, ran my stuff. I'm like, as soon as he's done, I'm like, I'm ready. I got my shit. Let's go. And it's, it's crazy because records don't happen like that, bro. They don't. Like, those are those are like, there's moments in music. Um, Drizzy Drake said this one time. He was like, the magic doesn't always happen every night. And people come in the studio with this expectation that the magic happens every night. It doesn't happen every night. But when that motherfucking trick happens, it's amazing, ready. It's amazing to be there. Thanks. Yeah, like like when he once also said, it's not about who did it first. It's about who did it right. So I, I think it was because we, we just had, it was very similar 30 for 30. We just had fun. It was fun. We've never made a song like Come Outside before. You know what I mean? There's no song in our catalog right now that sounds like Come Outside. You know, so it was just fun. It wasn't overthinking it. We wasn't trying to bar you off, even though it had bars in it, but it was effortless. It was fun. Getting back to that natural talk and it's just letting it flow together. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Now, this track, I happen to really like because not a lot of no one really does these anymore skits. Not many people do skits anymore. Rap, you know, yeah, Eminem dude was popular with it. Kanye and well, early Kanye was great with the skits, but we don't see him anymore. You guys did it. And I know you guys also did a skit on your first album, but why did you put this skit of you at the press conference? It's pretty funny. Uh, you had those voice actresses in. Talk to me about the skit and why did you put a skit when it's not really a th- that much of a thing anymore as a whole the, in the community the funny thing is you know we work in production we came from radio we used to literally have a radio show mm. on on a, a network that spanned over three states um oh, we really to, yo, yo what's going on it's alex king and the derrick we here with the pregame on whbc 96.3 h33 <laughs> radio like that's how we <laughs> remember came the on. number yo, yeah. we never knew to get on man we used to go on that radio show and just play our music you know so we try yeah. every, every, and and we'll continue to do so. But um, that showed us the importance of having entertainment just outside your music, just like in your show. You got to have some banter. People don't want to hear things continuously continue. Like, give me a minute to digest my food before you put another plate down on the table. And skits are a good way to to give me that breather after an aggressive song like that. I don't respond to no comments. Just stop doing the comments. The time to be talking about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Give me a minute to digest and and get into to, to blue faces, like which is a completely different vibe. But that press conference makes it feels like it's so natural to flow in. And 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 a lot of those those weren't voice actresses. Those were actual people who work in media. Oh no way! 
that that's Ty Perkins from Hot 97. She was on she's an on air uh, host of Hot 97. All right, uh, Myers. She was an on air host of DSR Radio. I, I might be mispronouncing the name of that radio station. Uh, has interviews with with many people, and she's worked for Sus One. Uh, Nia Hunt, like. These are actual people. Those are actual reporters. So we went that hard to be detailed of like real reporters at a press conference. That's saying something, man. It's all about that quality of quantity, that extra step. And I think the skits outside of the music ties the story together. Mm-hmm. Right. Those questions that they're asking tells you a piece of our story. Right? And I don't want to give it away. But when when you hear some of those questions, it lets you know what people want to know, right? And then, and it lets you know, like, oh, okay. If she's asking why it took so long, well, when was their next project? Hmm, maybe I should go listen to that. Look at that. Look at that. And there, it is a great skit to actually listen to. I won't lie. They're, most of those are skippable, but not this one. I I, I got a kick out of it. As well. And, and yeah, man, no problem. And it's just guys went straight to work, and that's what you were worth for. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned, this is my second favorite track off the album with this. I love that snare beat coming in. Ice flow. Blue Faces. Talk to me about Blue Faces. Mm. And also, it, Blue Faces is played in the intro to the show, so we got a little snippet of it. Uh, talk to me more about Blue Faces, though. Um, Blue Faces, man. Woo! The Derek actually... Uh, no, 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 no. I was about to say you 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 penned that and then brought that to the table. We made that together. Um, at your crib at yeah, first. In my mom's house, actually. Um, a kid named Di- Darwin Bryce. I want to give Darwin his flowers. He he uh he he's called us up. Strand. He an AR strand. He's an AR and he uh you know, we have our own label, Strand Worldwide. We have multiple artists on that, and he ARs and he brings certain things to the table. And look at that. He called us up one day. And he was like, and just, oh, yeah. for any, just for anyone who doesn't know what A&R is listening to it, can you just explain that really quick? I'm going to let D explain it. Uh, A&R is pretty well, the definition changes now that we're in 2021 in music. Mm-hmm. But A&R is kind of an extension of a manager um, on a record label. Uh, mm-hmm. They pretty much put the pieces together for artists. They help you choose your beats. They help you license your beats. They help you get connected with other artists. Um, they pretty much lead the career from the labels label perspective for artists. Look at that. All right, cool, cool. So so when he he came in, you know, and this is not something that was disappointing. He just stepped into the role and stepped into it well. Um without without him on the ground, a lot of focus video wouldn't have been possible. Um and, and just to say so with that record in particular, he called us up one day like, yo, y'all not serious about music. And we like, what you mean? Y'all not serious about music. Put out something today. That's what he said. So he said, I'll be at your house. He came all the way from Brooklyn. He came to uh, Queens. I was staying at my mom's house at the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> that was the and, same day. Yeah. Wow. And he said, yo, put out something right now. And he pulls up the ZZ beat, you know, ZZ with Kodak. And, yep. and yeah. So he puts that up. He said, look, y'all got 10 minutes to write this record. We recorded the record. And and because we were in such urgency to put it out, we didn't even mix it. We just put it out. But another record played right after. Um, YouTube has this thing where it just plays another song randomly after. And it 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 played the blue faces beat. I mean, I'm not really, you know, we know we try to stay away from YouTube beats, but 
this beat just sounded so different, man. Yeah. Like, it, it, it had a, a soulful, like, uh, 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 jazzy tone. Yeah, to that's what I like about it. With the with the snare cuts, with the 808s. And we heard it, and we start going back and forth. That was all it was. We have those original voice notes, too, like when it's just hums. And, and we sat on it for a long time. We sat on it for months. And uh, we're on a bus ride. And he was like, yo, I laid that hook down and he plays it for me. We're on a bus ride to DC going to American University. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a whole, why we even was going to American? We, though, like. we were going to American because they have a state of the art studio. I'm talking about full studio, studio rooms, choir rooms, multiple this, this and that. Like if you ever see uh, old visuals of us, we record a lot of the project at in a really like high end studio that the biggest artists in the world record at. Like we go there. I think Bowlink was there the week before we was there or like a couple of days before we was there. Yeah. So that's how nice you guys are. You are before you are recording your music where the best record there. Exactly. And that's where you hear that sound cut through. But um, you got to thank the Derek for even bringing that. I kind of forget. I forgot all about that record, but he came back to the table and pieced the pieces and the freestyles together that we were laying down that night and came back with a really good undercut hook. And it built from there. And by the time we landed, um, my verse was ready by the time we were in D.C. And I, we just went in there and we had a bunch of people in the room and, and Bryce and, and Tony Drifting and uh, and uh, what's what's homie's name, the producer? Cody. Cody. And, and, and just so many people in the room to be like, yo, that's hot. That's not. That's hot. That's hot. And we pieced that record together. And I think that was a that was a collaborative record. Not to say anybody wrote on it, but people people definitely put their energy in to let us know, like, yo, this is it. Man, look at that. You guys really know how to make tracks when push comes to shove. <laughs> I mean, I that's that's great for the producer. You said just make it, just prove it. And you got Matt Brown's second favorite track from it. So uh, <laughs> let's hit it. So now what transitioning and the song literally transitions into the next one and as you mentioned it was your first single before covid happened but yet it's this this song just it's just it's just a bop it really is and talk about a great music video with your specific the company look why don't we hit on focus with just the catchy tune? Just focus i mean i don't want to embarrass because i can't sing but you know no, no, no. i think you had it how did it go it goes, go. focus, on the focus. I, I'm sorry, hey. I can't, I can't, I can't remember the exact <laughs> lyric at the moment, but you know that flow. Yeah. You go within, you know it, and stuff like that. But this song, <laughs> and this is the very first song that is heard in the cold open for the show is focus, both Alex's first verse and then famous first verse. Talk to me about focus. It's hit me that bop. I mean, that's a song where you can, dance do a dance with shorties you could just kick back in the summer you can have a beer this is really high oh high all the tracks are high quality but this one is is a real special one i think um but talk to me about focus don't go no 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 i've been i've been chatting bro I'm, mm-hmm. i might need to grab a glass of water you got it mm-hmm. um focus is like it holds a special place in our hearts too. Like that's one of our favorite songs right now, and we're gonna keep pushing that until it it pushes through the cracks. Um, yeah. But making that so make, 
Yeah, making that song, um, that's the question, right? Like, that's just the process of making it. Making that song was really special because I think I was already on the way to Alex's house. And I was as I was on the way, um, I was actually was with Alex's brother. And all day, Alex was just, he was, there's moments where you catch, as an artist, you catch strides, right? And, the, and if people don't know, like, a stride is just a zone where you're just, a creative zone where you're just making music. Or if, if you're a musician and or if you're a, a whoever, whatever kind of creative you are, where, you, where you're just creating your art back to back to back to back to back, you know, and as creatives, you got to cherish those moments because good shit comes out of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Um, so Alex had caught a stride and was just sending me like tunes all day. Um, but Focus actually was called Loading. And I remember seeing that Loading pop up. I'm playing it. I'm actually on the J train. I'm like, yeah, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one. I remember, like, I actually, I was you like, actually, you didn't say that was the one. You said, uh, uh, miss my exit was the one. Mm-hmm. Mm, really? miss my exit, that that uh, uh, I just missed my exit. That it was a Houston inspired song. Okay. Okay. Um, but no, though, like, I felt like I said, I told you, you should keep Miss My Exit. Yeah. And I, and I felt like loading. I was like, yeah, I'm getting on this. So uh-huh. the first thing that we did when we, when I got to, um, to A's career was we worked on that song. I probably got there like maybe 10 and we was working on that song till 6 a.m. Literally working on that song right. 6 a.m. Like recording it over and over ad libs, layers, all that, just making sure that it was tight. But it was once we left with that song, I knew it was it. Nobody I played that song for ever told me like it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I'm confident we all will in this world be bumping focus before we know it. Yeah, what a great yeah, track, guys. I commend you guys on that one, especially. And then the video itself, you guys just hanging out at the party and mingling. Anything on that? That looked like a fun video to shoot. I saw you were showing some behind the scenes videos with that too this week or this past um, week. It showed me that we're literally the next Steven Spielbergs, man. Um, mm-hmm. Because no, just coming from production and writing everything down, it came out how it was in our heads, bro. Yeah. And that's a credit. That's a credit to Tooks Productions. That's a credit to everybody that even showed up and showed love. Like all of that stuff was detailed exactly like that. Down to the storyboard, that was cartooned for that that whole um speed dating scene to happen like how everything looked half of that video was shot in my house <laughs> is it really wow I didn't yeah it's not a bar we, we we created that and then the other spot was just an airbnb with a table but you know the lens tells the audience what you wanted to we made that look like we were in like a bar uh or you know just you know girls in uh in a in an art space smoking hookah that's my house we built those sets and that's the power. That's why we we. <laughs> that's the power of illusions, man. Mm-hmm. Nothing but. So, gotta go on my favorite track. Right now, the sixth track on this is "Coldest Nights." I personally love it. I love that t- style of hip hop. Is that very slow night driving type of feel? Mm-hmm, you got mm-hmm. the guitar in the background. You have. You're not only spitting, but you also have, you know, I think it's famous with the I'm I'm in my zone now. They didn't be willing to stop. That's actually, um, that's actually Jazz Brown. Oh, um, 
Yeah, one, yeah, it's actually Jazz Brown um on on that like bridge. And he Shouts came, to Jazz Brown then, fellow Brown. He, you know, he, it's crazy. He brought that to us. Yeah. Oh, he's great, man. He's really yeah, great. He brought that to us. He, he's a he, producer. He's an artist. Yeah. He's amazing. He brought that to us, and um, he a and would that record. Yeah. 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 Definitely. He. You know what's, you know what's crazy about that record? Not. I'm sorry. To, I just want to interject. He wanted to take that part off. That that part was actually on all the hooks, and the only the only agreement we could have with him was like, all right, can we just keep it right here for the bridge? And he's like, yo, I hate it. But uh, months later, after you heard it again and it was fully like mixed and everything, it's like, yo, that shit's fire. <laughs> it is fire. First of all, yeah, I didn't mean to make the mistake. I just was trying to figure out who that no, was. No, first no, second, but shout no, to- he just wanted it off. He just wanted it off. So we was like, you know, we didn't tell him his, his name's not on it, but he's in the credits. All right, word. Well, shouts to Jazz Brown. If you're watching at this point, man, you got a great voice. Keep at it, seriously. And then you guys. Great, great. Just a song about um over, you know, I love the application line, especially and just trying to get through this grind. I think no, I do know famous saying, you know, if you don't want to deal with what I deal with, I think a lot of people understand like um, no one wants to go through struggles like that. I think it's a really well produced show with a great story in it, too. Thank you, you about man. to say something, Alex? Uh, no, nah, I was going to say, I'm going to send this to Jazz. He needs to hear that right now. Like, I think that would boost him up. It was great from one Brown to another. <laughs> to another. <laughs> <laughs> so, another one. I really, you, we talked about, I had to also mention in, um, earlier in this show. Talk to me. There seemed to be a really deep message behind it, especially in the lyrics. Talk to me about, I had to. Um, shoot. I had to. My little brother actually produced that. Um, bring him, bring him in. Is he there? Yeah, but he's he's outside. Yo, my can. Bring him here. He he, he actually produced the last two songs yeah, on the album. Yeah. 18 my, years old. He's 18 years old, my little brother. Yo, what's that going on, man? Welcome yeah, to the Productive man. Conversations podcast. My name is Matt Brown. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. My name is McKean Darius. Nice to meet you, McKean. Yeah, how are we doing, man? Yo, songs, yeah. Yo, McKean, uh, thanks for hopping on here. I just want to say congratulations to you on having your two produced tracks on a really great album for the company. Can you just talk to me about I had to in the production process and what's it like collaborating with the company? Um, I mean, this is my brother, so I mean. <laughs> Let me take the virtual background off. Hold on. It's really um normal to me. I mean, I know Alex. My mother knows Alex, so he's like family to me as well. So yeah. I don't really feel any any difference. And just working on the song was like, um, we heard we heard we heard a sample, and then um, me and him just was like, whoa, we looked at each other like, okay, so like, yeah, just put it together, and then you know, I mean, that's just how it came. Oh man, he, yeah, but this, this kid work. is technical, man. Like, I keep telling you, he's the next hottest producer in New York City. If you're an artist and you want to be with premium beats only, man, my keen is different, man. When I, when I say I've seen this kid come up from terrible beats to now having heat, <laughs> like, he'd <laughs> be sending me stuff and everything is hot to the point I can't even listen to everything. I'm like, I'm still on this one, but I think this kid right here is the future. He has two of the best things. Everybody's hitting me up about I had to. Like, yo, that's the hottest track on the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a testament to him, man. Since, since 12 years old, when he came to that first show, 
that we talked about earlier in the interview mm-hmm. where the lady uh, quit her job and he was there in the front row, have a video of him just there. And I remember he always wanted to be around us and not to say we used to play him or anything. We was like, yo, you got to get better. And he put the work in, bro. He's a classically trained pianist, hands down, just played everywhere. So he put the work in, bro, and just stayed down. Yo, look at that, man. I trained pianist. He plays the guitar. He plays the drums. He's a full musician. Because we, we used, used to play, we used to play, we'd be like, yo, get that shit out of here. <laughs> well, so. that's why we appreciate genuine musicians to get that. I mean, to, of course, technology is great creating beats and everything. But if you actually, you know, play the instruments and actually hear it out, just ask to the experience, man. And yeah, yeah, I mean, congratulations on what you did. And uh, is there one of the, is there anything else you want to say that we could add to this? And with whether it's with I had to or always knew or and what's next for you? What's next for me? Yeah. Um, connecting with artists and just building my platform as a producer, you know, mm-hmm. to like just get that respect, you know, and that recognition. Look at that. And where can we find your music and where could an artist reach out to you? Um, you can look me up on Instagram officially, McKean. That's O F F I C A L L Y, McKean, M C K E A N. Yeah, you'll find me on Instagram. All We're right. We're going to join that soon, so I'll send you the new one. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Well, congratulations, McKean. We're definitely on the lookout for you, and just thank you for adding to such a great track, man. Or thank two you. tracks, I should say. Yeah. Excited to see what you have for the future. I don't know what it is, though. There's a certain energy in my mother's house. That's why we keep going back. I feel like our best records be happening in my mom's house, like in that bedroom. We did Waves in the Water from back in the day in there. And it's not like it's anything lavish. Like, we literally be sitting on the steps, boom, boom, but it's an energy in there. <laughs> now, I can't explain it. It's an energy in there for, like, in it's terms of storytelling records. I feel like it trend the first... Like a, a little taste of success. We did a lot of that at my mom's crib. Yeah. And then let's talk. We did a lot of that at your mom's crib. We wrote a lot of a little taste of success at your mother's house, but I think we went to Kim's to record that whole yeah. album. Yeah. Look a lot that. of, huh? No, I was just saying. Look at that. We gotta yeah. give. Them, we got That's why we gotta give them houses. Yeah, you got no, a lot of that is a testament also to after years and years of work, we started learning to be our own engineers, be our own recorders, be our own studios. Like just to show you, like quarantine was a big moment for us, essentially, because even if you look, we didn't we couldn't go out. Everything was closed down. We had to build our own. I built my oh, yeah. we built our own studios. Like, look at that. Yeah. Like, you have so. this. I don't know the exact term, but I know to. Uh, protect the sound and making it yeah. um the acoustics mm-hmm. and stuff that that yeah. foam in there mm-hmm. all right so yeah a lot of a lot of the project was done here and i think that's what we're most proud about let's talk we did this we did this i didn't have to wait buddy we did it you earned it you made yeah. it you made lemons out of lemonade and um I think Migos also would uh start in Quavo's mom's crib so it's where you feel most comfortable to get your artistry. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like being in places where we're at home, it just puts you in that comfortable element automatically. You're in a place where you you essentially sleep, eat, drink, shit, all that. Like, if you're not comfortable here, I don't know. <laughs> because, right, right. Yeah. 
also can be very dangerous for artists too. It can be very detrimental to recording your own space if you don't have the discipline, ambition, or prowess to be like, yo, let me get up and record. Because you can sit right there and watch Rick and Morty all day, and that's your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know you can only gain so much unless you're deciding to be a film critic. Yeah. And I, that's how I felt the same way. You see, I designed this studio with what I have, and create a vibe with that, and investing in the equipment thanks to our stimulus checks. And uh, stimmy stim. to to be honest, man. But yeah. you know, I'm putting using it. You know, the country wants us to use it for a betterment, and I did. And that's what yeah. I have for this show. And that's where we come together. Actually, buy, um, buying a Zoom account, an official one, so we could do multiple interviews like this. And it's just putting your money for right things. And that's what you can make is in yourself. You know, the investment is invest me. Let me let me ask you a question, Matt. Yes. Um, can I can I give you a new nickname? Can it be Stimmy Neutron? Or Stimmy Stim Neutron? Tebow? Stimmy Neutron or Stim Tebow? <laughs> that's a tough one. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go Stimmy Neutron yeah rolls off the tongue a little bit yeah that's fire right yes <laughs> sir that might have to be a like you don't have to change your Instagram handle but you know like where, where you could put your name that might you might have to do Stimmy Neutron hey man whatever <laughs> I have to to add to the culture he used this he, uh, a lot of people aren't doing that they went and used their stimulus checks to buy crab legs yeah like, and video games invested. <laughs> he invested. Look at this studio, bro. That's fine. Yeah, man. Oh, I got God. this, you know, got the arm and, you know, I could just wow. do a quick turn around. I'm getting the second one. The second one's coming in tomorrow. So um, fire, fire. Just trying to show you did the right what thing. I have. Me, bro. You did the right thing for real. Being surrounded, everyone, all men and women who inspire me from sports and entertainment and the podcasting and radio sphere. I mean, and it's just like, it's just a way to create my own brand. Not a lot of people have Marvelous Miss Maisel and the cast of Atlanta, two huge influential shows with Jago on top that we have Kobe and Shaq and Kid Griffey with Lauren Michaels on the corner. Will Ferrell It's just everything I like that makes me. You have the company up there? I do need to add to that. We got to get you a Let's Talk vinyl. Let's call us out for we got you. Yo, we're please. Gonna post, we're going to get you a poster. Please, I will put the company right here. Now, hmm. I'll put uh, it. i got to find out. This is where I put it. I'll put, I can move this VLA stool, and I'll put it under my main man, Jimmy Stewart. Okay. okay. Who, the American hero. You guys know Jimmy Stewart, the yeah, great yeah, yeah. actor. Who I will put it right under here. And... um. Yes, please send me, please send me a poster or a sticker. I'll put it right next to me. Got you, man. Because I, I the reason why, especially, is because of the energy you bring. The, uh, like I said, I've been a fan even before the show, and I just like being surrounded by people who know their worth, know their talent, and are here to be genuine about it. I mean, you guys were, were told by your A and R to make a track now, and it's a genuinely good one. So I want that to be surrounded by the other people. And this is not a way to brown nose or to kiss ass. It's because I'm just a genuine fan of your guys and your work. And I know a lot of us will be bubbling the, the company as a whole before we know it. Yes, sir. Yeah. I so, echo those. Much love. And just the last one, just the last track to officially go over, Always New, which is played at the end of this podcast as well. Talk to me. How does this track wrap everything up? Any special meanings behind it? Talk to me about Ending off on a high note with always no, always new. Excuse me. Um, it's the statement. 
you got to the end and you're like, yo, this album is amazing. Like, how'd they know? We always knew. Yeah. We always knew. We was just waiting for y'all to realize. Let's it's, talk. It's simple as that, man. Let's talk indeed. You have anything else to add with that, Famo? Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna like make it long winded, but just piggybacking off of what I said earlier in terms of we have to uh say who we are, say you know, say our own praises in order for other people to say them. Like we always knew we took a couple years just to get our shit in order in order for this in order for us to be at this moment. So hell yeah. Um, we're not humble, we're not trying to be humble in this moment. We knew that shit. We know this shit is good. And that's how you know. You, <laughs> I mean, like, no pun intended with that, but, you know, they say no cry for the artist, no cry for, no cry from the artist, no cry from the audience. If the artist is having fun, the audience will have fun. And I think you really proved that here and knowing your worth. And while we have seen plenty of people go on endeavors for entertainment, whether you're an up and coming trying to be an up and coming filmmaker, a musician, a podcaster. If you're into OnlyFans, you got you have an OnlyFans account? <laughs> not me, not yet. Maybe if the people want it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but but the point I'm I'm making is anyone could create content and anyone could try their best to be a successful professional with it. I think there's so many people whether they just lose that strive, whether they don't want to stay consistent, whether they don't realize what work has to go into it, what money has to be spent to actually make you stick out. It, that's why, again, and it's a common theme. It's not for everyone, but it's um, it's our place to to move forward with this and show our worth. You always know knew that you were going to be great performers. I always know knew that I was going to be a great storyteller. And the medium to do that was through podcasting. So, and that's the reason why you invested in yourself because you knew, you knew that if you invested in this, what would come out? We knew if we invested in us, if we put time in us, what would come out? It, that's what that song is. That's what that sums up. That's how it's, that's why it sums up the whole album. We knew. And I, we want to put that confidence in everybody. Know how good you are, know how valuable you are. You know what I mean? And just do the work. Yes. And we keep that message going on after this podcast and for our future and every day. Wow, I love you guys. I really do. So as we uh, we're almost at an hour and a half, we've really been pushing. It's been Word. such wow. a great time. Yeah, I, didn't feel I like knew it. this would I knew this would work out. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. That again, that's how you know. So ah. <laughs> So my final question regarding the company before we do one last thing, that's a progressive conversations tradition. Talk to me about what's next. Talk to me. You have any shows coming up now that we are seeing more as more people get vaccinated and more things are opening up. I'm assuming and hoping that we have more opportunities to see you guys perform and promote this album. And is there another album in the works? What's going All on? Right What's next now. for the, the company? <laughs> gonna, we're going to be hitting you with a lot of music, yeah. uh, a lot of quality videos. The same, It's the same thing over again. It doesn't stop. Let's talk. You know, we put nine out, but we got nine million to release. Um, and I think we're going to go back to being consistent, what we know, and continue to take the stairs. And, and um, 
yeah, it doesn't stop. Let's talk is not the name of an album. Let's talk is the name is the way that we're living our lives. It's a movement. Mm-hmm. Not even just a movement. It's a mantra. I say it to myself when I'm ready to put an excuse out there. Let's talk. And and this is a way of life, and this won't stop. Oh, but uh, also look out for Strand Clothing. That's going to be our next collab, uh, Strand Strand Productions. We're shooting a lot of content. Um, and, you know, we're, we're also consulting and helping a lot of artists, man. Get your, get your artistry right. Get your, get your packages right. Get everything Strand right. Worldwide. Strand Worldwide. Hit up Darwin. We're Look doing consulting, that. though. We're not, we're not signing anyone. You know, we have the artists we need, but we'll help you out for a small fee. Look at mm-hmm. that, man. Yeah, and where can we go to get that help if we want to reach out for that? Strandworldwide.com, Strandworldwide on Instagram, Strand Clothing, Strand Productions, Strand. Strand. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say it or people ain't gonna say it for you. Strand, the company, you know what I mean? We stand on those things, yo. Let's talk. Yes, yes. And where'd you get the name Strand Worldwide? This double helix behind me is it is a uh, oh it all it all coincides DNA strand. It's a DNA strand. Look at that! What brings us together and gives you life, literally and figuratively. Oh man, this has been a real pleasure. So, one of the things before we say goodbye, before we make one more plug, and our great tradition on the Productive Conversations podcast is we end each show with the pro- for first timers with the Prouse questionnaire, which is a set of 10 questions traditionally from inside the actor studio. They are technically they're not rapid fire, but they're short questions with that are pretty deep. And uh-huh. basically I'll start with the first question. We'll start with Alex, then FAMO answers, then we'll start with FAMO, then Alex. And I'm really, really intrigued to figure out and learn how you'll answer these questions. So you guys ready to answer the past questionnaire? Yeah, so look, I just want to make sure that we're doing this right. So it's Alex, then me, then I, like we're going like that? Exactly, yeah. And I'll lead the way with that too, just in case. Okay. So, so our first question, and we'll start with Alex on this one. What is your favorite word? Um, imperative. Imperative. Why is Imperative. Uh, it gives a sense of importance. I, I just like the word. Uh, you could say important, but when you say imperative, it's like, yo, he has a vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, simple as that. We have to add to our add to our purses with better vocabulary. What's your favorite word, Famo? My favorite word? At the moment, respectfully. <laughs> At the moment, my favorite word is respectfully. And it's, it, it just clears the air for any disrespect, allows you to say how you feel and be transparent without anybody feeling the type of way or, or, or feeling like what you're saying is coming out of space of malice. That's what I'm saying. Hear that? So, Famo, we'll start with you with what's your least favorite word? My least favorite word is No. That's what I like. I mean, <laughs> thanks. What about you, Alex? What's your least favorite word? Uh, hands down, can't or broke. 
No such thing. Thanks, no. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, we'll start with you on this one. And for both of you, I just want to say this is not a sexual question. I mean, if you want to answer it that way, feel free. It, it has been said before. But my question, you will start with Alex and then Fabio. What turns you on in this world? Well, a big booty freak. Now, let's start. I don't know, man. I have this thing where, and I don't know if there's something mentally wrong with me, not trying to make fun or light of the subject, where I can see the crowd, even though I'm not there. Like, it, it almost feels like, it's meant for me. Like I can hear them. If I'm in my room, I still feel like a little kid. I jump on my bed and I perform in front of an audience of 50,000 people every night and they want an encore. That's that. It can't turn off. No matter how long I try to get away from it, I try to focus on something else because this isn't working out. I still hear them screaming. Man, that's real deep. That's that. That just shows what you're. Ah, doing, put what you're that right for. there. That's the that's the clip. Nice. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making my life easier with that perfect ending there. But no, nah, I I hear that, man. It's, it's what you want to do. That's it's your purpose almost. Now, all jokes aside, that's that's true. And I don't know. I used to think there was something wrong with me because I'm like, I can spend hours in the darkest scene. I can spend hours just staring at this wall, but it's not a wall to me. Like I see a audience and I can like talk to them and they'll talk back and it's like it's almost like I'm seeing a premonition of what's supposed to happen and I just have to get there for this thing to go away and I don't want it to go away but I just want it to stop being so fucking loud (laughs) something always worth chasing (laughs) Damo what turns you on in this world um uh getting to the finish line you know like starting something and Huh? One minute, man. <laughs> starting something, starting something, and actually getting to the finish line for it. Yeah. Like when you actually finish something that you start, I feel like that's a win. You know, whether it's dropping an album, whether it's finishing a document, whether it's finishing a song. You know what I mean? Like getting to the finish line every every time. For me, like it's exhilarating. Um, I feel like it's like a it deserves some sort of celebration, even if it is a small celebration, even if it is like I bet we can go and get some dinner tonight. You know what I'm saying? We just finish this album, just finish this song, let's get some dinner tonight. That's lit for me. Cause that that just that just represents accomplishments and success. One step forward. Yeah, you know what really and talk about getting to the finish line and really appreciating that. Honestly, this whole pandemic really taught me that how important it is to get to the finish line because we're not prom not everyone's promised the finish line and obviously we know what's going on with the pandemic and don't have to rehash that but life's delicate now is and it's as delicate as ever so that's why i have to value getting to the finish line because not everyone can and once yeah. you get there don't take it for granted I, I had to learn how to get to the finish line like there's a lot of times I I would start things and don't know how to finish them. I had to learn how to get to the finish line. Getting to the finish line is a skill. Yeah, it really is. Especially that in sports too. Speaking uh, of that, next one, 
Now we're above, hey. five, we're above 500 <laughs> again. They, they beat the Pistons. They, they got a hard counts. schedule. They got a hard schedule after this week. They got to play the Bucks. They got to play everybody. Yeah. The Spurs watched them last night. They played the Pistons. <laughs> Yo, just random. Knicks making the playoffs, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, if I have no money on it. <laughs> no. I'd say yes. <laughs> I dictated it that way. Yes. Yes, if they can stay b- above six because at six – they have a new thing that turns into if you're below six, you play in a tournament. Yeah, the playing tournament. Oh, are they doing that again? That's fire. So you basically get a pre-playoffs. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's get like a wild card. Yeah, that for football. It's like wild cards for football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the um yeah, the technically ten teams make it, but as Alex said, the uh last four have to play in to get those last two spots. So I, I I'm just so hyped for the Knicks. I talk about it all the time with this podcast. Julius, I mean Julius Randall, really leading us. Who would have thought he actually was worth that big free agent signing when we couldn't get KD? Sorry, KD and Kyrie. And I mean Emmanuel quickly, even though he got snubbed from the Futures game. That that's our point guard, I think, uh, for a long time. I mean, once he gets to start finally, and um. Shouts to Coach Thibs. I think um, not nothing against quickly. I think D Rose needs to be in that starting position. I understand why they want him to lead the second line, but mm-hmm. D Rose, since he's come on the team, he's been we, that first. You see what's happening? Yeah, that that veteran presence is such a big deal, and I I then I don't know the exact record since he hopped on, but it has to be like. Something like that. I would think like I think they're gonna him into that starting lineup. I feel like you know he just got to the team. Yeah, he's only um, 19 years old too, so he's got a you know just to get that experience. But I think if he keeps that shot going, especially, and he's just he's literally so quick. It, it, I think it's gonna be fun. He could be like a RCP three or something. And um, do you you think Andre Drummond's coming? There've been rumors. That he, that I, don't think, the front runner. I don't think you need him. <laughs> I think they need Car Anthony Towns. Oh, that'd be so sweet. The only thing I, I wondered if if Cal no, was. I think no. I don't think we need any of those guys, and that's where we fuck up every time. We put all of our chips on something that's working. We put all of our chips on one superstar, on a mellow. Enough. We so, do. We don't have enough right now. These niggas are nineteen years old, twenty years old. Right. You have a good team. You have. You can build like. You guys don't. You don't need a superstar. You need five good guys. You have a superstar, Julius Randle, but he distributes as if he's just a regular guy like a Jimmy Butler. He'll pass. And that's where we fuck up. We want to put the thing that's working on one guy. And now you're here. He's passing to somebody who's shooting under 20%. You have something that's working, ride with that. Don't try to leverage that to something that didn't work somewhere else already. Carl Anthony Towns already plays around a bunch of bad players and can't do anything with him. Yeah, I've always wondered, would he leave Minnesota after what – I know Carl Anthony Towns has had a hell of a year yeah, with okay. losing so many family members. And the even though the T-Wolves, let's be real, they're a pretty shit basketball team, but the whole Minnesota community really even vibe for him. I just don't think he would leave that after the emotional year he's had. So I also agree with Alex. Just wait for Mitch Robinson to come back. I mean, he, he was – he was one of the few bright spots from last season. And, you know, once he comes back from that injury, we, we could be set. You know what's crazy, bro? I don't think we need him back either. 
Really? No, so you trust with like those guys no. are good, but no, the guy that's gonna that do up, Hold on. that stepped up in his position now is so much better. So um, no, 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 no well. Noel is crazy nice. No, it's Noel. Wait, listen, what are you gonna do as the Knicks on in the East when you have to play the Nets and you see James Harden, Kyrie, KD? When you have to play the Wizards and you see Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook? When you when you play in Philly and it's Joel Embiid who's he's gonna be MVP. The Wizards aren't doing good, bro. The Wizards are like fourth. No, they're not. I'm a Russ has guy. been Russ has been having another insane season again. But Bradley Bill's been having an insane season. Yeah, after losing John Wall too, and oh no, they're not. I know they're not. They're having a terrible <laughs> year. They're not. They they've been on a streak though. I know that for sure. A streak from what? Like they won like the last five yeah. of like Bradley Bill won't be there for long, bro. You think he's getting? Tri- do you think he goes to like? A ring chase? Is he going to be ring chasing? Going to a Bucks, Sixers? Uh, he Lakers, said not. He said he's not. I don't know. If they don't want him to leave. He's literally like I think Bradley Bill might be the best ball player in the league right now. Staying loyal to Washington, we always appreciate anyone who's, who's loyal to a team. Who's better than Bradley Bill right now in Joel, this year? Joel Embiid. What about Dane? I mean, what about James Harden? James Harden has been going off since he's gone. He got out to Brooklyn. They're saying uh, a lot of people are trying to put an argument out that James Harden after the last game should be MVP, like as what he's doing right now. He's carrying the nets. Yeah, with with KD yeah. out, Kyrie <laughs> playing when he feels like it, even though he had a good game. Last <laughs> week. But um, I mean, James Harden, that he's low-key making that his team already. <laughs> Kyrie was like, yo, you're in the point guard. We knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be a Nets Lakers fine. I think it'll be Nets Lakers, but the Jazz are insane right now, too. Don't I hope it's not those Sixers. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's especially, like you said, Joel's probably going to get MVP if it's not Harden. And uh, if he can make it through uh, fucking another month. <laughs> literally, right? And he, yeah, just as I'm sorry, you're saying. He's just so injury prone. And there's nothing wrong with that. When you're a big, it's hard. People don't realize most bigs, when you're past seven feet, you constantly have foot problems. Once you have a foot problem, it's over. Yeah, it's it, – look at KP and uh, – Look at Yao. Look at, it's historic that you have a – it's just a foot issue, bro. You're, NBA is one of the most strenuous things on your body. You're playing 82 games. Yeah, you're back, just running back, back and forth. What? 82. That's not including your daily practices, and that's not including weightlifting. Like, yeah, it's a job job. <laughs> you really feel for players with great players who don't get that ring. Vince Carter, I don't know if he, he didn't even make the finals, running back and forth for 22 seasons. You have your Chris Pauls, even though the Suns could be another force to be reckoned with in the West. Uh, you know, Melo, obviously, another one. It's, <laughs> it's worth Yo. getting that ring. Really think about it, bro. I played basketball not too long ago for a short period of time, for like a week, and I was sore for three. <laughs> These niggas are playing back-to-back games all tight. Yeah, like, what? right. What? Oh, Especially man. with this guy, Derek. He's a hack, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not better than me. Yo, Yo, anytime we play, you never, you never lead a team like I do. Alex is not better than me. You're not good. It's a crack. You think you're good. I it's funny. 
Alex is a crash course dummy. He gets on the court and just like, <laughs> like just drives to lane. He's like Giannis. <laughs> like you crash course dummy. Yo, Giannis is a two-time. Giannis is a two-time MVP. You got well, those. Do you have that? But so you would say you have that drive on playing playing a pickup game. Yeah, yeah. I love playing I'm gonna score. I'm going to score any way possible. Can I, is my, my, my left is not as strong as my right. I have handle, but I would say I could work on my left a little bit. But when it comes to, like, getting to the basket, I'm getting to the basket. Yeah, all I could do it's is on expense. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to, don't get, are you, were you somebody who, would you flop if you get fouled like a Joel? Or no. Have your hands no. all over or no. you're making that no, no matter what? You're gonna he, he can't, he, he gonna can't. Follow you. So this is this is the thing. If it was organized basketball, the Derek would foul out in the first two minutes. That's, like, <laughs> that's no, not true. No. You would get strong. offensive you're fouls, bro. Enough. You're not strong enough. You're not strong you enough. Would you throw you throw you do mad crazy shit. You're not strong enough. So you do everything to try to like foul me. We get we're gonna do a we're gonna do a one on one game and Matt gonna be the ref. Yes, we are. We're playing one on one. I don't want to play you. Yo, we can play you. There's no. We gotta get that. We gotta get that video clip going. The only time Alex plays good is when he's on my team. I make him better. He could tell you that right now. You're the LeBron. Damn line. That's cap. I make LeBron making the making the play team player better. No, I would say. He, he he thinks he's better than he is. He has good he has good highlights to his game, bro. He has good moments to his game. Remember what I said about Ursula Burns? You got to walk in the room and say who you are because other people say are who you say. are. A bad <laughs> say who you are. A bad shooter, bad defender. This guy, this is Yo, crazy. <laughs> we definitely have to test that very very soon. I'll be on that just for the sake. You know what? Of we we need a uh, Brooklyn Queens weekend. We needed the company game D versus A. Yeah, my, my, team, my team versus your team. Let's do it. I'm bringing all NBA style players, bro. All right. I just want to throw it out there. I do have a good shoot game, especially uh-huh. from the three. But that's I'm not really confident. It. Yeah, you oh, said that I'll prove you there. <laughs> so I'll rock it with that way. And then, okay. uh, or the motivator. Okay. But you will need me one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can have that draft and see where my motivation skills come in. But anyways, back to the Prowse questionnaire. Um, I asked you what turns you on out. I asked you guys both what turns you on. Hey, yo. So we'll start with Fami on this one. What turns you off in this world? Um, shit, laziness, excuses. <laughs> Um, saying you can't, not taking initiative. I hate that shit. Get that out of here. <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> what about you, Alex? How would you answer that? Um, stink pussy. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that, you know, I think um, um. Yeah, no, that's your right. answer. That turns that's me off. That's my answer. That's my answer. <laughs> is, that, is that your answer? Yeah, <laughs> all right. I, I think in all serious, you know, I think that is a fair answer. No one wants to be unhydrated and unhealthy, and uh-huh. well, nobody needs that scent. That just uh-huh. that cursed scent that makes that. you never want uh. that. <laughs> 
The Ting Ting. Yes, everybody, don't forget to take showers in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll start with uh, Alex on this one. What sound or noise do you love? Hold <laughs> 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 on, my computer died. I was gonna play a little squirt noise, but look, 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 look um, because uh, these are I, I, these are set up to be sexual. Yeah, they are set up to be sexual. <laughs> you know, no, but you know I what? Guess, I like. The, I guess so. I never really thought of it that way, but looking back, you yeah, know, I'm not gonna make, make the case. sound. I'm not gonna make the sound, but I love the sound of some wet spits. <laughs> yeah, some wet spits. <laughs> I mean, like that nasty one. You be like, and it start dripping down in your bowl. Uh, you be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that is that is a first. <laughs> on and this. you gotta go to the bathroom and wipe your butthole up later. Uh, like, yo, whoa. Get the, I whoa, mean, she has a wet song on her. You know, let's get get that stink out of her. That too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Then you bring the fucking towel that you keep on the side of your bed. Like, look, I, I knew I, I knew I had to keep this here for handiness. Yes. <laughs> Lessons learned always in the Productive Conversations podcast. Famo, what sound or noise do you love? Um, really good mac and cheese. The the sound of that. The- yeah, really good mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, you know when you get that spoon in and you just. Uh, rig it up together, popping it down. Uh, <laughs> all the senses, all the senses really are hit, especially the sound one. So, yeah. Now let me ask you this, Famo: What sound or noise do you hate? Um, what sound or noise do I hate? <laughs> sound or noise do I hate? <laughs> Uncertainty, like you know, when people, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That this, this shit right here. Make mm-hmm. up your mind. Yeah, I hate this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate that mm-hmm. shit. Be transparent, tell the truth. Like <laughs> everyone knows the honest truth, honest, yeah, obvious yeah. truth in their head. And I understand. It took me a long time to just let, know it's better to let it out. And uh, that, that is extreme facts right there. What, what sound of noise do you hate, Alex? Oh, I hate speak, people speaking unknowingly, man. Like, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Transitioning to that, Alex, what is your favorite curse word? Fuck! My too. <laughs> you too? Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. It just oh. cuts through. It just cuts through. Like, there's two types of fucks, though. There's F-U-C-K and there's F-W. Or how do you spell it? Oh, fuck. Fuck. F-A- yeah, yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I just dropped my feet. F-A-W-K. Fuck. That shit right there. It's like when Alex goes to the basket and misses the dunk, it goes, fuck. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That doesn't happen often. No, but go ahead. <laughs> Yo, I, I played with this guy, right? I had yeah. like 12. He came, he told me to come to his company game. I had like 12, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're doing so well. You're burning yourself out in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, bro. Half of those are off my assists. I just oh, want to make a record, though. Facts, 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 fac
And what? in that game, I left my body. I put my body on the line. I tore my meniscus in that game. I oh, gave him my all. Not good. I gave it. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I gave him my all, Matt, and and put his. I put his company in the playoffs with that game. No, you didn't. I have to, we all have to ball. I have to see this one's it for all at this point. <laughs> I'm too intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> can you, can you also sponsor a ref? Can you sponsor? I'll play double duty with that. Okay. This guy's a hack. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hire a ref to ref our game. Yeah, do it. And you're going to get offensive fouls. I don't think you understand that. Mm. Okay. Or are you going to be the Michael who tells you to do the fouls? Hey, you get four, you get five of them. <laughs> Man, what a, this is a great show. It really is. So <laughs> we're going to go with Alex with this one. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, I wear a lot of hats already, so I don't know. I think I'm doing everything I want to do. Um. Hmm. I fell in love with, with working with cameras and TV and producing. Um, music was always my first love. And and I think I'm doing everything that fulfills me right now. I don't know what else I would be doing, to be honest with you. Yeah, good experience. Like, just getting on tracks and bodying the dirt is like, that's just something I wake up and love doing. <laughs> I love it, man. Love it. What would you say, uh, Famo? Piggy, piggyback and piggyback it on Alex. Um, <laughs> I feel like we I feel like we already wear multiple hats. Um I'm actually trying to take off some hats and pass them on to other people. Um in the place right now where I could start delegating and just focus on music. You just said that's not sanitary. Yeah, you're taking the hat off and giving it wow. <laughs> but, um, after I reach my music goals like maybe ten years down the line, twelve years down the line, I'm gonna just be an exec. Yeah, look at that. All right. So I'll ask you this, Fama. What profession would you not like to do? What I not like to do? Mm-hmm. Um, the one I'm in now. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say that, I mean like, uh, not music, like my day job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, that's not my passion. You know, like it may, it pays the bills, it makes the money. I know how to do it, but you want to do your passion? Up. Yeah, pack that up. <laughs> What would you say, Alex? What job do you not want in this world? Um, the job that I don't want, I would say, is the guy that has to clean up all the cum after like a porn scene. Like, there's a guy who has to clean all that. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. That's a fair answer. Better That's than a, the fluffer. The guy that has to do that. Like, come here, sweetheart. Come here. <laughs> no, you want to know something. When you, I have this inside joke with my friends from college. You know, don't understand the production, freelance, and bouncing around. They always send me fluffer, fluffer jobs. You know, where yeah. you got you got to get that, you got to get a guy snake raid ready. It's like I cannot wait to give you that application back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's hey. a guy that has to clean up, clean up all that come off the floor for the next person. <laughs> oh. Hey, it was heavy today. Yeah. What you guys been eating? <laughs> <laughs> what you guys been eating? Coconut juice. <laughs> Okay. Oh man, they talk about things that stink, man. Mm. Uh, hey, you, know you, that, should, that, that, you should stink it. You gotta check that out. <laughs> Get that pH right. You know that. You know what's fun. You know the the funniest line about porn I've ever heard is like, "Yo, people don't realize you can't smell that set." I heard it stinks, man. Ooh. Like this, but I don't know, man, because 
could have some man stink too. Yeah. So, yeah. like I said, whoever, who, I, I, hopefully I can have somebody one day to, to explain what it's like in that world. But as in, you're like, all right, look at the camera, look at the camera. <laughs> do you think like, do you think you could like, I just, that just be so hard for me, you know. Getting done having sex. Bad, bad word, bad word. It's gonna be so hard. Like, it would be, it would be difficult. It's imperative that you use another word. <laughs> yeah, it just, I just like, I feel like something like that. I don't want cameras out. I want to enjoy the moment. I don't. Oh, you know, whoa. this is uh, this is me. I, you know, have other people. You know, whack off this. Not me. You never, <laughs> never had sex and pulled the camera out. No, I haven't, man. What? Uh, you got to get yourself a GoPro with a selfie stick. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> make some, make some seen, uh, POV you seen, videos. You ever seen Paid in Full? Hey. Uh, no, no. Okay, when you watch that movie, Paid in Full is a classic movie uh, oh. actually directed by Dame Dash. Uh, there's a scene with Rico. He's creating his own porno scene. That's what I want you to do. When you, That should be on your bucket list. You just... <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, we'll I guess we'll say never say never, but <laughs> who knows what real life will take. But I, I get the vibe. Have you taken the camera out? Am I taking the camera out? Ha, for no, you? have you? Have you? I mean, sure, if you're welcome to. No. Have whoa. you ever taken the camera I out? I am. <laughs> I would need consent for that. No, no. No, of course. If everyone consents, do you pull the camera out? And say, hey, I don't have to let's pull it have out. Set up in the walls. <laughs> uh, man, what a hey, world I, we live in. It's funny. Hey, it's funny because you think I'm joking. Hey, I did some wild shit. I did some wild shit on on, on Valentine's Day, right? And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna share it. <laughs> so, so um. I'm in LA. I'm in LA with, with my shorty or whatever. And um she wanted me to blindfold her. I don't know, I got carried away. <laughs> and then the cameras came out. I got carried away, right? So the bed had some fucking lamps, like these two lamps on top right here. Mm-hmm. But the cords was mad long. So I blindfolded her and I tied her hands. <laughs> I tied her hands around the lips. <laughs> <laughs> And it just looked like some Fifty Shades of Grey shit. It was crazy. It was fun, though. We we recorded it. It was fun. You should try it. Send it to me. No. What? (laughs) (laughs) That shit sounds... Yo. I'll just say, this is my honest answer. Never say never. I'll say that. Never say never. Like, we might be able to leak that and get some money. No. (laughs) That's how how you get (laughs) viral. Nah, that shit was crazy, though. We talk, but we talk offline, but send that to me. (laughs) (laughs) man i appreciate you guys energy my final question for you guys start with fame on this and then end with alex if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates was good nigga (laughs) (laughs) okay all right all right Good answer. What would you say, Alex? Uh, what would I want God to say if we if we arrived at the pearly gates? 
Yep. Uh, I want him to say, hey, Alex, uh, can you hide all the lamps? The dark's here. <laughs> Look at that man! Look yeah. at that. All the lamps, the Derek is here. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I think a lot. Yeah, um, I, I definitely don't want him to say, "Yo, you barely made it." <laughs> barely. <laughs> all right, we we let you slip through on this one, so you appreciate uh-huh. your time in heaven, but you could have been down there. Hey, hey, hey! He said the weather's better. <laughs> Teach us on. Oh yes, oh yes. But listen, guys, we've been at it for two hours. Amazing two hours with that. Again, is there anything else you guys want to say before we sign off here? Let's talk, oh, man. Let's talk. I appreciate you, bro. Let's talk. The album's out now, man. You can get all your hats only at thecompanydna.com. Make sure if you get your packages, these hats also come with a free download of the album. You can only get it at thecompanydna.com. And like I said, when you get this album, you're also going to be able to stream certain things that others can't. And when I say that, um, all year long, you're going to be able to get things coming in subscription, exclusive songs, exclusive videos that only my the family could get, man. Make sure you get it at thecompanydna.com. Perfect way to end it. It's been a great time, guys. I hope this is the beginning of more collaborations. Please, if you have any tour dates to promote, any shows, your next projects, let me know, and I'll let my audience know. It was nothing but a pleasure, guys. Seriously, great to know you some more, Famo. Good to catch up with you, Alex. Yeah. And I appreciate the both of you. Can't wait to do this again. And I can't wait to see the world, chant more of the world chanting your music. Great job, guys. Thanks Thank again. You. Don't forget, like you, like you said, thecompanydna.com, download the album, coming very soon on streaming services. Hey, Matt, it- Matt, insert, insert right here, the video of you getting some cheeks like this with the camera, right? Right here. <laughs> let me tell you, if that, if that happens, I will let you guys know. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not uh, going to be the guy to clean it up, though, but I'll I, I watch it. <laughs> yes, uh, that, that will be figured out. But seriously, though, guys, check out the company. Check out their work. Also, don't forget to check out strandworldwide.com as well to see their other endeavors. And don't forget to check out the company, dna.com, to check out all exclusive content regarding this amazing group. Don't forget to follow them on social media platforms as well. But with that, Alex, Famo, the company, Big things ahead for these incredibly talented musicians and rappers. And I will see you guys very, very soon. Thanks again. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank you. Let's talk. What a privilege it was to have Famo and Alex King on the Productive Conversations podcast. The company is going far. They're going places and they are going to be on all streaming platforms very, very soon. We're going to see them in the limelight on the Grammy stage, and other great places. A talented group, and words can't describe my appreciation for them. Thank you so much for coming on. I also want to remind you all to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. Don't forget to check out all exclusive content on the Productive Conversations podcast by going to our website, ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And check out all the incredible things we have to offer from our videos, from our podcast, from my resume to the blogs I write. And I'm going to have a new one very soon. Just 
Don't forget to check out all things Productive Conversations by going to our website, ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out on in the world of social media. The world of social media includes our Instagram page at Productive Conversations Podcast, our Twitter at ProdConvoPod, and TikTok at Productive Conversations. Again, Instagram is at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter is at at Prod Convo Pod and TikTok is product at Productive Conversations. And check us out in the incredible world of social media. And also don't forget to check out our merchandise store, either in the episode description below or if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on a podcasting platform, check out the episode description or go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com slash merchandise. Check out all the things we have to offer thanks to our friends at Zazzo. The coolest clothing, the coolest office supplies, the best stationery, and all other miscellaneous items that will improve your life thanks to the Productive Conversations Podcast merchandise store. And don't forget to pay attention to the promo code on each item and use that at checkout. Again, thank you to our friends at Zazzle for making this all possible. Go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com slash merchandise or check the link in the episode description below and live your best life with what we have to offer. What I'm offering you is another incredible show on Thursday, March 11th. My new friend Ty Hart is joining me on the Productive Conversations podcast. We're going to talk about her OnlyFans page. We're going to talk about cheat meals. We're going to talk about dating in New York City, life being back to normal, and a lot of other great things with my incredible new friend Ty Hart. She's on the Productive Conversations podcast this Thursday, March 11th, on all podcasted platforms and YouTube, and you'll definitely want to tune in. And again, I just want to thank my great guests, Alex King and Famo, aka the, the company. Thank you so much for joining me on this show. Thank you for bringing the audience an incredible appearance. Be sure to purchase their album on thecompanydna.com or wait because their album will be available on all streaming platforms very, very soon. It is worth the buy. Support these talented individuals and let's bring more of their incredible music to the masses. We have some of their songs from the album on this podcast. The Cold Open featured the song Focus, Blue Faces at the end of the intro and into our opening monologue. We feature the song Coldest Night nights to walk into the interview and then we're going to end this with always new their final track on this incredible album and don't forget to check out the rest of the album it's great it's entertaining it sets the mood you can bop your head you can have a lot of fun with it an incredible album let's talk available on thecompanydna.com and will soon be available on all streaming platforms very very soon Have an incredible week, everybody. I just want to also thank the greatest listeners in the world for making this possible and the greatest fans in the world for making this possible. You all mean so much to me. Words can't describe how much each and every one of you mean to me in my life. Thank you for making this show possible. I love you and appreciate you, and I will be back this Thursday. Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your Tuesday. Enjoy your Wednesday, and we will be back here on Thursday. Until then, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and nothing but good vibes from here. Peace. Man, I always knew things that we've been through Me and the crew that would teach me all the things that I like And I always knew when I had a few Keep a small circle, everyone know had my back Man, I always knew I could bet on myself Put the cash on me, even when down to my last year Man, I always knew I could bet on myself I've been doing this and that they say I'm moving too fast, yeah.
I rock tailored trousers on these lunches, eating these scallops, these new business deals. Be expensive, evolve my palette, I'm a boss now. New collection, picking these palettes. Sarafina with a model, one Parmesan on her salad. My team looking me for hope. I feel like Obama, this presidential don't need votes. I'm cool off the drama, tell mama I'm close. At first, ain't believe, but now we toast. They use my words for conversation, just credit me for the course. They feel my aura when I step in, could teach a lesson. Like professors, I keep them guessing. This life is testing. It costs a lot for me to boss. My dog, I'm always stressing. In the years, I move with SP. He keeps the FN. Hey, trust me, I wipe my sweater off. I'm far from lucky. I fought against the world, the public enemy, like Chuck D. I always felt I could be Biggie Smalls if I was husky. Cause I'm a wolf hunting these sheep up. This could get messy. Man, I always knew things that we've been through. Me and the crew that would teach me all the things that I like. And I always knew when I had a flu, keep a small circle, everyone know I had my back. Then I always knew I could bet on myself, put the cash on me.